Hey guys, welcome to episode 13 of the Leap of Faith podcast. To my avid listeners, you might have noticed I went on kind of a hiatus of not uploading for about six weeks. And um, I just want to give you guys some life updates. So (laughs) my last episode, I hosted a girl named Jess. And now that, that girl who I hosted... Um, so actually the day that I uploaded that, we went on a date because I had known her since like last semester and some other stuff. Okay. So we went on a couple dates Now I have a girlfriend. Classwork was picking up. I was super busy with schoolwork and that's kind of, uh, what, what was going on between those six weeks? Just a lot of schoolwork, a lot of busyness, getting a girlfriend, all been a really great time, but I'm ready to get back into it. I'm ready to lock it down. <laughs> okay so let me introduce the guest for episode 13 of the leap of faith podcast no episode 12 episode 12 so let me introduce to you the guest for episode 12 of the leap of faith podcast his name is josh and we've been friends for about a little a, a little less than a year i think a little less than a year we work at the same job we work at Snowflex, and he's just a really cool guy always one thing that i noticed about him is he always has like the same attitude about everything which like he 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 broke his foot like a week ago and despite having a broken foot he he would still work out with me he'd still get up early with me and he'd still like go to work have a smile on his face and he just kind of has like a positive attitude about everything that's going on in his life so josh law has definitely had a an incredible influence on my life my outlook on life and I want to have him come onto the podcast and just kind of speak about how he has this outlook and, you know, what, what he might be going through in life and how he got close to Jesus and stuff like that. So, Josh, let's begin by you can introduce yourself and tell us your major in college right now and kind of what you're up to and anything cool going on in your life. Yeah, so as Ben mentioned, I work with him at Snowflex. Um, I do go to Liberty, and I'm a marketing analytics major. Um, So basically, I kind of just study, you know, statistics and stuff a lot. That's a lot of what I do with my major. I really enjoy it, and I'm looking to go into some sales and use my degree for that. Um, You know, life's been pretty good for me. I just recently went on a trip to the beach in North Carolina in Hatteras, and I did some fishing there, and it was great, honestly. Didn't catch very much, you know, but I still had a great time. Yeah, because uh, we just had fall break at Liberty, so that was like a four-day weekend. It was pretty nice. I think Josh utilized it really well, going fishing with his family. So, Josh, I got to ask, what made you apply the Snowflex? And Because and, now I feel like... I've been working there for about a year or two years, actually. I don't know. How long have you been working at Snowflex? Let's see. I started back in, I want to say August of 2022. So it's a little been about a year now, a little over a year. So, okay. Um, some background. Uh, there's, I feel like the community at Snowflex is really tight knit. Everyone there like is really close with each other, and we have like a little friend group that we've built up. So, Josh, I want to ask what, and I feel like people that work at Snowflakes, 
they're all like very unique and it's always interesting like why did people apply the snowflakes it's kind of this random like ski resort on campus and i think like only one percent of us that work there are actually like snowboarders or skiers and we work there so why did why did you decide to work at snowflakes of like all the jobs offered on campus and how do you feel like your experience with snowflakes so far has like benefited you in your college experience well, I'll tell you, I definitely think you're right about Snowflakes being a lot of characters there. I mean, there's so many people with different personalities, and most of people don't even that work there don't even snowboard and ski, but we watch skiers and snowboard all day. Um, I kind of joined just because I have a friend who started working up there. His name's Luke. He was working in the inside position, and I had recently left a job, and I was looking for a new one. You know, because I got to afford rent, unfortunately. I wish rent was free, but it's not. So I had to, you know, work to get some money. And he's like, hey, Snowflex is a great job. I really enjoyed it. So I applied. Um, I got on my Zoom interview, interviewed. I think it went spectacular, if I do say so myself. Now, the interviewer might say differently. Who knows? Um, so I applied. I got in. And my first day that I show up, I'm late. So I started off on a bad turn. But, like, you know, it was great, honestly. Like, it was a great time. Um, met a lot of people. And, like, I tell you, in those, like you're sitting down in a shack for, like, six hours at a time. And you rotate around. And so you get to know the person right next to you really well, really fast. I think that's why we're all so close. There's not really anybody at Snowflex that I dislike. And I think every single one of them brings something to the table, you know, like every single one of them has this one unique thing about them that's just so interesting and that makes it like that a great time. So when we all come together, like as a friend group, that's like the best because there's so many different people that all bring something great to the table. And I really love it there. I, I totally agree. Snowflakes definitely houses just these people that if you get to know them, if you really like are intentional with your conversation with the hour that you're in the shack with them, you can be like, wow, these people like are incredible. And I feel like for you, especially you're, you're kind of like a people person. You, you just know how to make people smile and appreciate like who they are. And like, I feel like snowflakes was just the perfect grounds for you to really like excel and just being there for people. So I want to know like, where where did this attitude of like, I don't know, just friendliness come from? Because I feel like a lot of the people today in this world are pretty much like to themselves, don't want to talk to people, keep their head down. And for you, it's kind of countercultural. Just you want to get to know people. You want to make people smile. You you always have like a good attitude. And I see that so much at Snowflakes. And I feel like you recognize that too. And I want to know like, where does that come from? Is that from like how you how you were raised as a kid or or from like your Christian beliefs, or just kind of the culture that, that we have at Liberty? Like, where do you feel like that comes from? Well, I would say that like growing up in the household that I grew up in, my mom and dad always taught me, you know, to be fair to people, to be nice to people, to be kind to people. But also like my dad, you know, he's funny, you know, he, he cracks jokes and things. And I think like just growing up in an environment where like, you know, you're willing to take a joke because if you give a joke, you got to be willing to take a joke. And I think that that comes from an understanding that's always helped me to understand how to kind of just be willing 
to listen to someone to get to know someone because like if I get to know you then I then I don't have to sit there in an awkward silence and I can have a much better time doing that and then the other thing is that I am a Christian and I do want to talk to people because I want to get to know them so that I can share the gospel with them as well as kind of just understand what they believe and like kind of just build on everything like that I believe but also like hopefully maybe have an impact on them and their faith in a way to get them closer to God. And that's the overall goal, I guess. But also I like to just not sit there. I can't sit down and do nothing. Um, I unfortunately was not gifted with the ability to sit in silence. If anyone who knows me will tell you that I cannot sit down and stay still and just not talk. Like I, I will look over, I'll be like, okay, come on, can we, can we do something? Like, that's just who I am. Like, I can't sit still and, and I can't like not talk for more than an hour. Like it would be impossible for me to sit in that shack for an hour with someone and not talk. Just impossible. That, I feel like that skill to have is so unique today where so many people can just dive into their phone, just arch their neck, like, like destroy their posture and just look at their phone for hours and not talk to anyone. So like for you to be like, I need to talk, I need to get to know people, that's so unique to today. And I feel like that can speak to so many people in their lives. Just someone like, oh, like I want to pay attention to you. I want to get to know you. And they're like, wow, like I could so easily just look at my phone for hours and you could do the same thing. But for you to be intentional, that's so unique. Well, I also think that it's kind of interesting because I think there's a lot of people out there who, you know, you're right, will look at their phone for a long time without even sitting in silence with someone. But I think a lot of times it's really just they don't want to be the ones to speak up first. You know, it's, it's it can be scary for some people. Now, for me, I've always been willing to go out and to talk to someone. And part of that comes from my parents teaching me to go out. Um, we were actually on the beach this weekend, and we were talking about how we would see people catch you know, bluefish, and we love to eat bluefish, right? We'll we'll cut that up and fry it, and it's great, honestly. And so when I was little, my dad would literally get me to go out there and ask people for fish. And, you know, just doing small things like that, I think have had an impact on my ability to be able to go talk to strangers and be willing to talk to someone and not sit there and just be quiet. And I, I think the impact of being able to do that like really shows when you meet those people, you find those friend groups and you find like your people. Cause I I feel like a lot, a lot of the times teenagers and college students are like, Oh, I can't find my people. But then they're in their room all day or looking at their phone all day. And they're not just like being appreciative of the people that are around them constantly who they could get to know. So I think you've definitely seen like the fruits of like those skills that you've adopted from like a young age, just in your life, which I think is incredible. And because of your like outgoingness and wanting to know people, I feel like I've learned a lot from you too, just from like our conversations. And um, at the beginning of the semester, we went on a camping trip with like a lot of the people that we've met from Snowflex. And I think I, I, we had like some of the greatest conversations that night and just hanging out with everyone. And we were in the tent, like about, about to go to sleep and you just started like sharing about your prayer life. And how like how you pray and stuff like that. And I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. So like 
I can tell there's a lot of Jesus influence in your life. If if would you mind like just going into kind of how because along with your parents, you're also like learning from your Christian faith, and I guess like what what have you learned through your Christian habits as well as like what your parents taught you, like those habits, like what, like how how has Jesus kind of influenced your life? If you know what I mean, like because I felt like what you told me in the tent, how you pray and like how you how like you get on your knees and you pray and stuff like that and about posture and stuff like i've adopted that to my own life and i feel like that's impacted me so much in my prayer life where where have you kind of like gotten these like habits where have you formed them like where have you seen jesus in your life and how has that kind of influenced your life and your trajectory for that if you want to go into that kind of stuff yeah so whenever i um decide to start something new um you know I try and look back of what I've done and what works and what doesn't. And, you know, to where I am now, like, honestly, I didn't, I didn't know I'd be like as faithful as I am now as I like three, four years ago. Um, four years ago when I came to Liberty, I honestly, like, I was a Christian, but like, I was like, you know, I kind of, I didn't really read my Bible you know, I maybe prayed, you know, once a week, twice a week. Like, I didn't pray very often. Basically, I'd pray for when I needed something really badly and no other times. And, you know, come to Liberty and, like, literally my first Wednesday when we had our convocation, might have been a Friday, I just remember being in that auditorium and I was up near the top. And when the worship started, I was like, gosh. I've never felt like this before. I've never felt this kind of movement. And, like, that kind of is almost like something that, like, okay, I want to feel that again. I want to make sure that I keep feeling this for the rest of my life. And so I started getting more in-depth into, you know, what it means to be a Christian. How can I get closer to God? How can I know more about Jesus? Like, how can I really know these things? And it kind of started me along a path of meeting a lot of people who honestly range in their beliefs of Christianity. You know, there's a lot of people who, you know, are like just so passionate for Christ and different ways and so many, and like learning from them, you know, being able to say, be humble and be like, hey, I'm willing to listen. Like, why do you believe this? Why do you do these things? How do they help? And I think, you know, that over time, being able to say, hey, this has worked for me. I'm going to continue to do it. And also be willing to admit like when you fall back, like I, I haven't always read my Bible consistently for the past like two years, but this past year, you know, I've been trying to read it every single day. And like probably at the beginning of this year, I, I went on and I was like, I got all the way through Genesis and I'd read a chapter a day and then I got through Exodus, but then I stopped. I just, all of a sudden I just decided to stop and it probably went a week or two, three weeks, and I got back on and I read a couple more chapters and then I stopped and kept going in, but I was always willing to go back. Um, and I kept doing that over and over and over again. And also like, like everyone else, I struggle with sin, you know, and it's hard to be, to go to God sometimes and be like, Hey, I know I messed up. Please forgive me. But it's even harder to go to other people and say, Hey, can you help me? And I think, you know, that is an important thing to do is to be willing to be like, hey, 
I'm struggling with this. Can I talk to you about it? Can you help me? And I've been so much better about that this past year as I've started this new thing where, you know, before I go to bed, I will get down on my knees and I'll pray to God and I'll be like, I will basically tell him about my day and I'll basically tell him this is what I believe I've done wrong. This is how I've sinned. I'll tell him about first how great he is because he is great. He created this earth and everything in it and he created you and me and I think that's wonderful. And so I'll tell him about that. Then I'll tell him, you know, Lord, can I get forgiveness? And then I'll ask for things and I'll tell him about other people that I want to pray for because I do pray for people every single night. And I will also read my Bible once a night and creating that habit right before I go to bed. Like I don't have a TV in my room anymore. I just have my iPad or my phone or my Bible that I read and then I go to bed and I pray and I go to bed. That's it. And that kind of setting that habit has helped me stay consistent. And yes, I do fall back every once in a while, maybe for a day or two. But then guess what? I get back up and I'm like, hey, I know I messed up, but it doesn't matter. Like, I can still do this. Like, I'm going to keep going. Like, just because you mess up once, twice, or even a million times doesn't mean that you can't succeed the next time. And I will always get back up because, like, that's what you got to do in order to grow in your faith. And I think every time you fail and you come back, I think you're going to grow even stronger. And so it's okay to fail. Understand that. And, like, understand that, like, even though you fail, like, yeah, maybe you missed today. But guess what? Tomorrow you can still read. And the next day and the next day, like just because you fail today doesn't mean that you should just quit, you know, and not do it. But you should always get back up and keep going. Josh, hearing you talk about that, it kind of, it kind of like, I can make sense about like how you kind of live your life where you're like trial and error, you know, like, but you're always like committed to what you do despite like the trial and error, like even with getting to know new people, like you might meet someone who's kind of like rough around the edges and like might be not exactly your person, but then you keep trying, like you keep putting yourself out there to meet new people to like get to know people where I feel like oftentimes people get so discouraged so easily. They're like, they meet one bad person and then they think like everyone is terrible or they have like a, a string of not reading their Bible or a string of just bad things that happen and they they think like, oh my gosh, everything is just terrible. But I feel like they don't recognize the trial and error within life, within getting close to God, within reading your Bible, within prayer, within just, you know, recognizing that you're not, every day isn't going to be the best day. Every person that you meet isn't going to be like the most insane person that you're going to meet. Like as long as you keep trying, like that's where you really like get the best out of life, get the best out of your relationship with God, get the best out of like everything, every aspect. So I think like you even, I, I've gotten to know, know you a lot and you, you have like a history of like being bullied in, in school and stuff like that. And I feel like even despite that, like you've overcome that, like you recognize that not everyone is out to get you. Not everyone is trying to bully you. And, and like you still put yourself out there, even though there could be that one person that like is kind of a bully or you, you know, you meet that one person you just don't click with. And I think like a lot of people, more people need to recognize that like not everyone is out to get you. Not everyone is evil. And like you need to put yourself out there to, to find those people that have your back and find that God, you know, that relationship with Jesus where like he's rooting for you. And you need to recognize that, like despite our own faults. So, Josh, 
uh, like I mentioned before, you, you kind of have that history of like not getting along with like people, like people having conflict with other people. And now it just seems like you're, you're the, like, I can't imagine you having like a conflict with a person, you know, you're just kind of the nicest guy ever. So like where, how, how, how have you kind of like forgiven people? How have you kind of gotten over that maybe attitude that, you know, like with your history of bullying or being bullied, how have you kind of like overcome it, you know, with Jesus, like, I guess, helping you get through it? Because now I can't like imagine people like, I don't know, I can't like, it's hard to explain with how friendly you are and kind to people and like altruistic about things and optimistic. It's just like really, really incredible. So I just want to know if like God kind of spoke to you in that or like how you got through all those stages in life to like where you are now. Yeah, you know, it's funny because when I was younger, I definitely had a bit of an anger issue. Um, and, and like now, you know, I get mad, but um, it's not like it used to be. I used to have some bad, bad issues. And I think it did stem from being bullied, you know, for a long time. And, you know, I was definitely angry about that. And it took me um, a long time and, you know, talking to someone to really get over that. And I, and I think also, and I believe this, is that God put it on my heart to be able to connect with people. And that's just kind of a gift that I've been given. And I think that, like, you know, at first when I was younger, I definitely was like, why the heck is this happening to me? This isn't fair. This is this isn't cool. But you know what? The way I am now, the way I'm able to connect with people and understand that like when someone disagrees with me or when I say something to offend someone, like and they tell me like I never want to offend someone because I understand how it feels. Now, will I sometimes say things that do offend people? Of course, but like if it does, I'm going to apologize to you. I'm going to make sure you know like hey, I didn't mean to offend you. I truly care about you. I do. And it, and that's the other thing. This is like when I talk to people, I really do care about them. I don't hate anyone. You know, maybe I dislike some people, but even the people I dislike, I truly care for. Like if they needed my help, I would help them. And that's just kind of who I am. And that's kind of how I grew up. And I think it does stem from you know, me going through a process of being bullied and then figuring out, you know, I want to be friends with these people, even though this happened. And like, they're not bad people. People make mistakes. People do things they that hurt people. But, you know, at the end of the day, we got to forgive. And, you know, that's what Jesus talks about is turning the other cheek. And, you know, I'm not the best at it, but I do try to be. <laughs> really good at it, but it doesn't always work. But you know, I really do try to kind of turn the other cheek and be like, "Hey, I want to just be friends with this person, even though we disagree." So Ben, a lot of times I hear you talking about God and like a lot of your conversations. So like, why is it that like what what brought you to be the kind of person you are today to where you're you bring in God in pretty much every single conversation that you're in? Is it like you're trying to communicate with people 
you know, share the gospel in your own way, or is it just you're just that excited about it? Josh, that's a fire question. That's a fire question. <laughs> um. Okay, so I've always been the person to kind of listen to people because, like, I, I really enjoy people. I enjoy, like, hearing what you're passionate about, hearing what you're interested in. I can definitely see that. It makes a lot of sense. Okay, okay. Let me get to it. Um, So I've I've always been like, okay, like trying to, I, I've always been kind of philosophical in my life and wanting to gain a lot of knowledge. And I feel like you, you gain a lot of knowledge by asking questions and getting to know people and like gaining perspectives and stuff. And my faith has always been that kind of like one, like the, def- defining thing about myself like I was I was raised in a Christian household like I went to youth group growing up I've always been like a Christian but I felt like I never like I go to the youth group kind of socialize with people I go to church you know just like take a nap or something so I never was like really gaining knowledge on my faith but I gained knowledge about people about people's interests and passions and I always felt like I kind of spread spread myself thin with like getting to know people and their passions and stuff I was like what like what do I know about myself like what has stayed true about myself and it's always been like my faith in God so like recently a little like over two years ago I got like really serious about my faith and I was like I can gain a lot of knowledge about my faith about the truth of the world and therefore have something to talk about Instead of like, because I'm always, I'm always listening. I'm always asking people questions and hearing about their passions and stuff. So I'm like, what if I had something to say? Like, and I find like, once I started gaining knowledge about the Bible and God and my Christian faith, I was like, I finally have something to talk about. Whereas before I'd be like, I really don't have anything to talk about. Like I have a bunch of different perspectives from different people. And, you know, that's interesting stuff, but it's not really like grounded in what I believe in, which is like my biblical views. So, like, I guess I kind of did live, like, a secular life only until, like, two years ago. Then I got passionate about this this faith thing that has always been there. Like, I've always had that sense of God. I've always been, like, God, God is there. Even when I was, like, going down a dark path, like, partying and stuff, I'd be, like, yo, guys, like, do you guys know who God is? Like, I'd be, like, drunk or something or high and be, like, hey, you guys know who God is? So, I'd always, like, bring up God. I always knew God was real. And I think that goes for every human on the earth. Like, every human has that, like, feeling of God, feeling of, like, there's a bigger meaning behind all this, like, a bigger purpose. And I was like, you know what? I, I kind of want to learn about this. So I have something to talk about, something to say, something that I'm like passionate about after hearing like so many people being passionate about stuff. And then even with this podcast, like I've heard people and their stories with their passions about Jesus and their faith. And it just like empowers me so much more. So when I talk about God, that's because that's like the only really, really real thing I, I enjoy talking about and like bringing up. And it gives me hope and passion and like I don't know, it's just like the truth for everything. So that's why I enjoy talking about God as often as I can. And I think that goes for anyone who knows God, you know, and has their passions and stuff. So I'm a, I'm a pretty boring guy besides the fact that I know Jesus. Okay, Josh? Yeah, but that makes you a fun guy. Like, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I, you know, also, like, look... I ask this to a lot of people, like, how do you get closer in your faith, right? Like, I think all of us read our Bibles. We all, you know, talk to people about Christ to learn more. 
Um, but you know, and pray and like meditate in it. But like, what are some things that you do to like grow closer to God, but like also like learn more about, you know, just the faith in general? Josh, that's such a fire question. What the heck, bro? We got to make a podcast. We should make a podcast together, dude. We should. Okay. <laughs> All right. That was a really good question. And that was something that was on my mind, like not even like a couple of days ago, but something that I had thought of beforehand. I think your relationship, there's one type of relationship that trumps every other relationship you can imagine. And I think this relationship. All right. So wine. Okay. Like fine wine. Fine wine is wine that has been like stored for years and years and years. And it's only good once you let it, you know, get fine, you know, when you let it wait, when you put years and years of time into it. So I think the best relationships in life for anything, like even your relationship to like your dog or your phone or like your house are the ones where you put the time into it, where I think our culture today is so much about get the new thing, get the new iPhone, get the new car, get the new friends, get the new like best clothes. And the relationship to those new things are so shallow and not like anything there. It's like you could leave it tomorrow. So I think with your faith, you need to have the perspective that you're going to make it like fine wine. You know, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, new age religions. Oh, I'm going to leave this new crystals. Oh, new, new methods of prayer and stuff. And like, they're not even focusing on like, they keep jumping around to new religions. If you just stuck with the truth, if you just stuck with your Christian, if you just stuck with Christian, your Christian faith, regardless of the turmoil in it, because I feel like a lot of people leave the faith too. But if you stuck with it and until the day you die, that relationship would be far better than any new age religion, any religion that you could abandon it to, any atheist view. Like you got to make your faith like fine wine. So I think with that attitude, there's like, I mean, like prayer, obviously going to the church, being intentional with it. But like that attitude right there is what will get you like, the most out of your faith just being like okay i need to find it like one with your relationships too with people stuff like that like time 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 like give it time like fight the battles don't drop your friends like stick around for them as long as you can and there that relationship will unmatch any relationship that you make within like the next 10 years if that makes sense dang you know that's a lot but i'll tell you like honestly no because like when you were talking about our attention spans getting shorter, you know, us like changing our beliefs. And, you know, I was like, dang, he's, he's on to something there because like, you know, we were just, when I was out on the beach, you know, I was talking with someone and we were talking about this, about how, you know, TikTok and YouTube short, like all these like short form, um, videos, you know, uh, even Instagram itself, just scrolling through, you know, all of this has had an effect on us where we're so short attention span. We can't focus on anything too long. And I think that is a problem. You know, I think it's growing to be a problem. And then the other problem is the willing to, like, I don't want to go out and I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But also changing your beliefs so that you don't hurt someone's feelings, you know, then that belief wasn't that strong. Okay, if you're willing to go out there and to say, hey, I believe in this, I truly believe in this, but that, no, man, it hurts someone's feeling. They can't live the way they want to live. And the harsh truth is, 
is that unfortunately, and fortunately for us, God has given us a roadmap to the way we should be living our life. And if we don't live that life, then unfortunately we are living in sin. That's just the unfortunate truth. I'm sorry, I hate to break it to somebody, you know, but it needs to be brought to your attention. Okay, and if you are a Christian and someone tells you this and you're like, oh my gosh, that's not true. I'm going to go to this other church because they believe a different way. Well, I understand where you're coming from. You don't want this person to be hurt. But really, what's more important? Is it more important to live the way that God wants us to live, to live without sinning? Or is it important to live, even though live in sin, and then live a way that God doesn't want us to live? You know, because you can find happiness both ways, I think, but true joy and joy is something different. Joy is something that I think God brings to us. You can't find that by just living in sin. I don't believe that. And I think, you know, if you really want someone to live their life to the fullest, they need to be doing it while, you know, going after the Lord, like going after to be closer to God. And I don't think you can do that by denying something is a sin and saying and changing his word to fit what you want because that's in reality what you're doing and it's a harsh truth but it's the reality you're you're one of my uh more wise friends and someone who i can turn to when i have questions and you always have good biblical biblically based answers and i always appreciate it and you're just a friendly guy and it it's awesome that you worked at Snowflakes. I'm so grateful for that, that we got to know each other, that you were intentional because of the habits that you had as a kid and what you went through, and now your attitude changes. So, Josh, I got to ask. This is your last year in college, and you, you seem like a faithful guy, faithful in God. Do you feel like God, I guess, tying into the podcast— can you do you feel like you're going to have like a leap of faith coming up where you're going to have to like really put your faith in action for God with maybe graduation with your future? And where do you think you're heading in that direction? Like what where do you see yourself with God, with your faith? Just tell me about that leap of faith, that next step in life, where, where you're going with it, because you're young, ambitious, you're wise, you got everything going for yourself, dude. Yeah, I definitely have a leap of faith going And, you know, I think the first year you get to Liberty, you know, you don't necessarily recognize this, maybe not even the second year, but something that you start to recognize at least, and even the professors will tell you every once in a while is that, Hey, like Liberty's special, you know, you're in a place where a lot of people are centered to be Christian. It's a Christian faith school. Okay. So the people next to you are not going to find it funny that you just start talking about Jesus or you start talking about, oh my gosh, I read this in my Bible last night. It was amazing. They're not going to find that cool or they're not going to find that like weird. But if you're going into a secular place, some places will find that weird. They'll look at you funny. They may even say something about it. So going out, it's going to be weird because I've been stuck in this place for four years where I can live as a Christian, without anyone finding it weird, you know, no one's going to say anything, but when you go out in the real world, there's a lot of people who aren't Christians, and some people kind of take, 
don't like it when you're sharing the gospel so much or when you're just all you're talking about is God. And it's going to be definitely a leap of faith because also the place I go to work at, um, they're probably going to, I'm probably going to have to make choices to where I want to work based on what I believe. You know, if a place really doesn't agree with what I believe in and they're going to make me do things that go against my faith, then I may want to consider not doing it. And that's to the betterment of myself to my faith, but also to them, because I believe I'd be doing a disservice to them if I ever, if I went and did that. I think it's, it's not right to do that. You know, they have every right to be doing what they are doing, but I also have the right to not want to do that. And I also have the obligation to God to make that choice and say, Hey, I'm going to actually, even if it costs me you know, maybe I'm going to make less or maybe I'm going to have to live somewhere I don't want to live in order to work at a place where I can be a who I want to be, then I think that's better. And I think that's the best choice for me, and that's the choice that I'm going to have to make. But it is a leap of faith because it may cost you something, you know, and it may, it may not be, you may not want to do it, but in the end, it's probably best that you do. Josh, that's so facts. And I think that ties into what you were saying before, how people are kind of like readjusting Christianity. Oh, we're going to accept this. Oh, we're going to change this. And maybe that's because these people are like, oh, we can make more money this way. Oh, we can attract more people this way. Oh, if we make these adjustments. So I think you're right. If you want to stay true to your Christian faith, to the biblical views, to the word of God, you're going to have to sacrifice some things. And that is a leap of faith, you know, getting paid less, stuff like that. And I do want to say like, as far as what I'll have to take up a leap of faith for, it, it's a lot of things. You know, it's not just, you know, um, a lot of people think, oh, well, that's because of people like sexual immorality. Like, that's the reason that you can't work at a place or that's the reason that that's not always the case. There's a lot of businesses out there that their business practice is are not, you know, right. There's a lot of things going across the world that... Um, these companies take advantage of. They're taking advantage of people. And, you know, as a Christian, you know, I honestly do believe that, you know, working for a corporation where you're going to be put in a position where you have to go and make these deals or you're selling, you're maybe selling a product that, um, you know, is over in some other country where a slave, a child slave or somebody working in a mine in unfair places and working, you know, just basically like in mines, horrible conditions. I don't believe that that's right. And I think as a Christian, you have to make that choice to say, hey, I'm willing to take a pay cut just so that I am not going to be a part of that and I'm going to be a part of a corporation that actually is doing good, that's actually fighting for the right causes that I believe in. Dude, that is, I think that's very powerful stuff to be, to be talking about when so often our generation, <gasps> Christian, Christian just walked through the door. But yeah, I think it's really cool that you're able to speak so highly of your faith and, you know, just, just be passionate going into the workforce and having these strong opinions and strong faith. And I feel like that will impact so many more people than if you, you know, cut corners or kind of loosen your faith up to, to, you know, get more money or work for these people. So I think being, being staying true to yourself and taking those leaps of faith will impact so many more lives 
then had you gone another way. So Josh, I think you got an incredible future ahead of yourself. You've got passion and you've got faith and you've got an incredible attitude that you've built up through a lifetime. You're just such a people person and have such a nice attitude. And I think it's really impactful just being who you are and staying true to yourself. So Josh, thank you for coming on to episode 12 of the Leap of Faith podcast. Are there any last words that you'd like to say before we finish the episode? Yeah, thanks, Ben. Um, I really do appreciate it. And I do actually have one more thing to say. Yeah, nothing. I was just kidding. (laughs) Nah, Ben, thanks for having me. I I really did enjoy um, talking. You know, I feel like I got to know you more. Um, And I think this is just awesome what you're doing. And continue it, man. And I look forward to possibly, you know, starting a podcast with you. That'd be a great time. So I, everyone have a great day. Thanks, Josh. Thanks for being on and asking me a couple questions and I appreciate you too, bro. Okay. That is the end of episode 12. Goodbye.